A very good evening to you and welcome to this week's Wednesday Wellbeing Show. It's so good to be here. I've got an absolutely fantastic, super duper positive guest for you tonight. Tonight I'm talking to Anita Reeves. She is the Cheeky Zen Meditation Mentor. Um, actually, Anita is one of the graduates um, from my school, from the uh, the Northern College of Clinical Hypnotherapy. She graduated in 2001 and life has quite dramatically changed for her uh, since her graduation. Anita is also a mum and uh, she's a modern day monk. Her spiritual name is actually Viramata um, Ishaya, or I think I probably said that wrong, but there have been some changes there as well. But she is a world-class clinical hypnotherapist, a modern-day monk, an international meditation teacher of ascension meditation. And she, she works with thousands of people from all around the world. Um, she lives in Stokesley um, in North Yorkshire. And uh, yeah, that's where she, she she lives with her family, um, an ordinary mum who really does have some extraordinary tools to share with people. Over the lockdown, she really stepped up and um, created a programme, um, a, a Calm Mind programme she called Stepping Stones to a Calm Mind. This was a real... Um, mixture of um, hypnotherapy and meditation um, tools and techniques to help people to stay in the present moment um, create feelings of positivity and love um, and you know these these blended tools that she uses are completely unique uh, to her business and she even took people on holidays in their imagination because we're all stuck stuck in the house we couldn't get anyway uh, anywhere so she took people on these amazing imaginary holidays in their mind as we've come out of, of lockdown Anita's program has got busier and busier and busier and now she is um she is expanding um, her reach and helping more people and focusing particularly on working with young people particularly young people who are having challenges in school with homework, with relationships, with, with just, you know, school can be a stressful time, can't it? Um, she supports young people who are struggling with particular lessons, in particular maths, not one of my favourite things at school, that for sure. And she's looking at lots of ways of supporting different organisations um, with young people and students to help them to... Um, get through exams with with less stress to feel more confident and to to learn the things that they need to learn in a way that works for them um, without the stress and without the anxiety um, Anita, um, when working with Anita, you do really feel like you're having a holiday in your mind. And with all of her amazing techniques, her hypnotherapy techniques and meditation techniques, you get your body gets all of the physical benefits um, of, of actually having a real holiday too. Anita will guide you to make really simple, achievable changes that will totally transform your mental health, your mental well-being, and it'll bring you back to a place of peace. It'll bring you home after having a lovely holiday. Um, do you know, it's a real blessing to have been able to teach Anita, but it's amazing to have you back on the show. Welcome to the Wednesday Wellbeing Show. Thank you so much. Wow, what an amazing introduction. I'm absolutely blown away. I feel I'm in a tropical island of warmth and love <laughs> with you. <laughs> Well, speaking of your tropical islands, how fantastic! What what a great idea, uh, cheeky cheeky tiki, uh, cheeky zen, um, <laughs> taking people on um, holidays in their imagination. Because you know you can imagine that you're in the mountains, and you can imagine that you're by the beach or by the sea. 
and uh, with hypnosis the when you use your imagination in hypnosis it feels so real it's as if you're really there you can smell things and yeah. touch things and taste things and you get all the benefits of a real holiday <laughs> but right at home i was like this is the best idea ever <laughs> you can go you can be holiday happy all the time and that's the great invitation with these techniques that you can use them with your eyes open your eyes shut all the time so you, you, you don't have to get on a flight. It's great if you do, but you, you can be holiday happy all the time and that's the, the greatest invitation. Yeah. I love it. So if you want to be holiday happy all the time, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere as we chat with Anita. Oh. I'm really fascinated because you have like so many different tools and techniques, but we were chatting before, uh, before the show about how one of the areas that you've uh decided to really specialize in is in past life therapy and in in past life regression tell us a little bit about past, oh my life, therapy, past life regression um, what is it that you find so interesting and how do you feel it helps people yeah well i always start with my own experience first and i um always have difficulty um with trying to reduce my body <laughs> And um, always, even as a baby, I was, had, you know, was eating way, way too much. And, and once I start, I, I, I couldn't stop. And I did try lots and lots of strategies around that. Mm. And um, I actually went to see a hypnotherapist myself personally and did um, some regression work. And it really helped. I could see exactly why um, it the patterns that I had in a past life was affecting this one. And so it greatly helped me and guided me to change um, my limited beliefs around this, uh, as well as everything else. Um, and also, um, I was very open as a child, so I was very open to um, having past life experiences and flashbacks myself. And I knew that you can't possibly achieve absolutely everything in life in just one lifetime, because we're only here for, if you're lucky, 111. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to put a number on it, but <laughs> but um, you know, and it, it would have just make sense, wouldn't it? That um, you know, and, and also the research through near death experience and everything that we possibly do have more than one life set, lifetime. Um, so I I, I don't, I'm just absolutely fascinated by it all, um, and how much um, you know that we learn from, we choose different lifetimes to learn um different different experiences and have that um, direct experience of those different lifetimes um, and just to bring them all together through hypnosis is phenomenal um, it makes you feel like a multifaceted diamond you can see all these different experiences it's a uh, you know it truly is amazing really interesting so past life regression um, is a method that uses hypnosis um, to kind of guide you back um, to previous incarnations. Um, now, and many people across the, around the globe believe in reincarnation, uh, and they believe that perhaps you'll come back as an animal or you'll come back as another person. <laughs> um, I tend to be of the thinking that when we're incarnated into different lives, if we're humans, we'll stay humans and animals have like a different spirit about them. Um, but that's my personal belief. Everybody has slightly different um, beliefs systems, but what happens in a past life regression session? What happens? It's it. We obviously you get um, you, you get very very your client get becomes very very relaxed, um, and then you know we we get them to a really deep state of hypnosis, and then we go on to um, a timeline um, where they're, they're familiar using colours, um, and then they go into those colours whether it's like a you know a, a significant memory, um, a happy memory. And sometimes once we've done it a few times in more challenging memory um, and then we explore that and that just sort of opens up um, an experience. Now it could be in this lifetime to start with and then it possibly might be a memory um, from another lifetime. Um, and you gauge just so much 
they're just so open and able to in detail tell you more and more about that experience mm. um, firsthand as if they're viewing it um, like watching a TV or something like that. Fascinating. Mm. I always for many years sat firmly on the fence about past lives because um, I, it was something that I just could not get my head around. But as a person who, who I use, I use past life regression. If that's your belief system, I'm going to help you uh, and, and use whatever tools are going to work for you. But I had so many experiences that were so detailed and, and you know, people were able to find themselves. Um, you know, particularly if they if we just visited an incarnation that was just like for between the last four hundred years, people are able to if they can recall their name and and, and the location of, of where they lived, they can go find themselves. Um, and it's it's quite mad uh, when your client comes back and says, "Oh, do you remember we had that regression session? I actually went and found myself, um, and I've been able to read about my own life." You're like, "Whoa, okay, this is a little bit interesting now." <laughs> I don't know that I could sit on the fence any longer. Um, but what I think really helps, for, um, and I think what's useful about past life regression, is is for me in my experience of it, it really has helped my clients to understand why they think the way they do, why they, why they feel the way they do, why they behave the way they do, why they respond or react the way that they do, helps them to have a deeper understanding and perhaps help them to, helps them to change things that they're not happy with, mm -hmm. um, how they're thinking. If they're not happy with how they're thinking or feeling or behaving, it can help change that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I feel like it really gives people the opportunity to find out what their purpose here is. For, for me, as somebody who's recovered from drugs and alcohol and for, as somebody who struggled with anxiety and depression for years um, before I kind of got on my own well-being and wellness journey and on my own healing journey, um, not knowing who I was and not knowing why I'm here was always kind of a bit of a challenge. I had dreams and ideas about what I wanted to do and uh, and, and um, I always wanted to care or help people in some way, but I had no idea what my calling was, what my purpose was. And having experienced regression therapy myself, I was able to really understand at a very deep level what my calling is, what am I here for, what am I calling my divine purpose, but like, you know, because I believe in God, God put me on this planet for a reason, what is that reason, and to really get a sense of what that reason is and what that purpose is, and to be able to take steps to, to carry out that. Yeah. On those days when I'm not feeling very motivated, on those days when I'm not feeling very good, on those days where I can't be asked, <clears throat> having a, a sense of purpose. what my purpose is, is, is so helpful. And it's actually really helped me to overcome so many barriers, so many hurdles, so many challenges. It's helped me to release a lot of pain uh, and it's really powered me forward. Um, and, you know, my school's award winning now, so <laughs> clearly done something good for me Absolutely. to really deeply connect with yeah. that my purpose and my calling. Yeah. I love it. What is it that you love about regression therapy? It's, it's a lot of my clients, it's, it usually is that. It is that crossroads. They may have been in a career that they liked, but they're wanting to know what is the deep why am i here what is the deep what's my deep purpose what what is it that i should be doing i've got some people have a, a lot of skills and they're not sure which which skills will give them the, the most joy and it's going through the you know along going through me i make notes and everything and then share afterwards in a, in a, a follow-up call and it we discuss and support and saying right this is what what's happened this is the main message that is coming mm -hmm through like 10 or 15 of your lifetime you know that you're a strong person that you're a healer that perhaps you're working with nature and herbs and maybe a homeopathy so it's almost like a 
a spiritual careers advice system, but, <laughs> but also what was, careers advice and live it. <laughs> what was it that really? What was your highest <clears throat> lifetime that you'd had? Um, you know, and and some of those you have to just be very open minded because some of those can be you know very high dimensional mm. uh, experiences without going to where spooky was. I mean, I love that you've got this really kind of scientific based. Uh, tools and techniques that you use but I love that you incorporate spirituality your own spiritual uh, connections your own spiritual understanding and you use spiritual hypnosis really isn't it that you're using um, because for many of us who, who don't believe in past life because it's too weird uh, that's okay because there are theories that would suggest that what we're experiencing when we're in that depth of trance when we're in that lovely healing space is actually our own subconscious presenting us with with metaphors with stories that are actually um totally like embedded with with information that needs to come from the subconscious to the conscious realm and within the subconscious we believe that we have an inner physician we believe that we have an inner psychologist we certainly have an inner careers um, advisor we have all the solutions within ourselves and and if this is a tool or a technique that brings whatever your belief system brings mm. that to the conscious realm so that you can go oh do you know what i love that and mm. i really like doing it mm. and it really fascinates me um, and it gives me a sense of purpose well that's brilliant. It's brought <laughs> to a conscious place where you can actually do something and take action in your life and yeah. uh, and make those changes. Sometimes as well, you know, having that real sense of purpose gives you the courage yeah. and the drive and the passion. And that you focus need. And that one that one pointedness. And it's just it, it, as a therapist, it's oh my god, it's you know, you're helping someone transform. Um, and you know and move into their own passion and the feedback you get is phenomenal it really is and um, one of my clients is going to use her experiences um, from the regression to write a, a book because she when she goes into regression she comes you know so, so mirrored of experiences that you know it's rich in terms of, of writing a book so yeah we're really excited about what's going to happen to some of the clients yeah i love that you're kind of working in that kind of spiritual hypnosis and uh, past life therapy and regression yeah. work it's fascinating and that's in your in your private practice and people can yeah. work with you one-to-one -one. One -one, yeah yeah as well and um but but you're you're really kind of your uh, your passion and your drive and i can tell you're passionate about it because <laughs> your voice totally changes when you talk about it and you get really excited is the is the well-being coaching that yeah i love that yeah. um particularly with young people tell us a little bit about about uh, well i've had quite a lot of referrals uh, it started mainly with um when obviously the children couldn't go to school um, you know, it was just horrendous, um, and I was getting calls and referrals really from all from nationwide. And one client, I know she won't mind me saying, is um, her. It was a parent, and she'd gone to a private school, and they'd spent an absolute fortune, and then she ended up with no qualifications. She was so de, you know, demotivated by the whole experience mm. that um, you know she disengaged with education. Her parents um, worked in London, so she was very much left on her own, um, and totally, you know, really, really under a lot of strain. And through our one-to-one -one Zoom calls um, and the plan, really looking at her strengths to start with mm. and really working on that and giving her the techniques you know for mind calm and everything and just getting a regular we used to do it every week and um got her into a little regular practice um she was starting to love herself more and um doing and, and, and we were working through sort of practical portfolio of how she could go to college and it wasn't the end of the world and we did timeline i guess we did all sorts of things and we mm. put a bespoke plan together for her and mm. that's what i do with the 
the youngsters. I find out exactly, you know, what, what, how did they get to this point? You know, what was it that caused this anxiety or this worry or this concern? And then work through it. I do have a lot of university students, um, similar situation, you know, that um, they just don't know where they're going. Um, they don't, they're not sure whether uh, the course they've took is the right course. And so the anxiety around that. Um, again, I suppose it was the pandemic that sort of made them feel more and more stressed out and under pressure um, and just did not want to fail, fail themselves or fail others or their families. So it's, yes, it's, it's working through um, in a bespoke way for that individual young person and their family. And the joy of it is when they transcend it and they've, they've got their little practice and their own little strategies that you, they use, the families see the difference and then you get the families ringing you and saying, oh my God, <laughs> they're a completely different young person, you know, and I've got letters from grandmas and, oh, as a therapist, it's amazing <laughs> that, you know, the whole family really sees it. Mm -hmm. I, and you know, I framed all the little letters I've got from grandparents. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, let's. It's such a needed service right now because children's mental health services just in England. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm not talking about any other parts of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Just in England, are, are so massively overstretched. Um, overstretched to the point where young people in some areas are having to wait up to two years to get um, support. Um, there's been a couple of different recent surveys of GPs um, and half of the GPs that were interviewed said um, that most of their referrals of young people were for conditions including anxiety and depression and those referrals were rejected um one uh, child and adolescent mental health service cams um refused to take on a boy um um found um with a um, like a a rope a ligature in his room because of the fact that he had no marks on his neck um, which meant that he didn't meet the, th the, the threshold for treatment. Oh. Um, figures of, obtained um, via freedom of information requests show that average waiting times for young people um, with autism um, um, are the referrals um, of about a, a year and a half um, this is in the Coventry area. You have to wear a year, wait a year and a half just to get an, just to get a diet, just to get an, an uh, um, diagnosis or an assessment. Um, and and in Warwickshire, NHS Trust, um, one child was actually kept waiting for five years. I mean, now if you've got kids who've got yeah problems with their mental health. I would think these they need to be prioritised, children, don't they? Not it just feels like the the mental health service has always been like the Cinderella of the of the NHS. It's the the one that gets the least um, support, and certainly the the staff that I've met who work in these departments are exhausted and demoralised. But um, children just seem to be nobody seems to be stepping up and taking care of them what you know where our our services that are available are overstretched so as parents it's like well who do i turn to and it's a minefield isn't it i mean like how do i know you're properly qualified how do i know you're going to actually help me so having people like yourself around and getting the word out that people like you exist <laughs> yeah absolutely you have these amazing programs that can guide uh, yeah. children um in such a positive way is really important because just hypnotherapy alone can help children with 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 habits even things like biting themselves or or um or, or sucking thumb sucking those sorts of yeah. things hair pulling um bed wetting yeah um, grinding the teeth is a, a common one as well teeth and, grinding uh, yeah 
And I, it, I think I, I used to be um, a primary teacher. I've been a primary teacher for five, five, 15 years, not five, 15 years. <laughs> and I also have a um, homegrown autistic son. So I've learned a lot. <laughs> and so that, that all gets weaved into the bespoke uh, service that I offer in terms of the young people. It's great that you've got such an, un, um, an in-depth understanding of the current systems that in, are in place as well, because um, that's important. I've been seeing a lot of my children who are having uh, problems with sleep, sleep mm. terrors, nightmares, swallowing problems and eating issues. Certainly anyone who's ever experienced anything um, related with learning uh, difficulties, learning challenges, um, anyone who's neurodiverse um, yeah. certainly has issues with, with confidence. I mean, if you've been told you're no good and you're naughty all your life and you've been told to just sit down and be quiet all the time when all you want to do is get up and be excited and be musical or be creative, um, you know, there's only so yeah. much only so many times you can be told to show up sit down that you're naughty or that you're no good or you're not good enough at something before you actually start to believe that um and i tend to see kids once those beliefs have started to 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 yeah. set in set in um so yeah tell us a little bit more about the children and the young people that you work with and the different tools and techniques that you incorporate into um, your program. Yeah, well, it's it's basically um, find out, you know, more about them and we'll work on their strengths and what they, they use, you know, where they got, to, why they got to where they were and then we work on their strengths. Mm. And then it's um, for the anxiety, it's very much about the, using the breath work. So just breath breath work together mm -hmm. um, and then it's um just some very very simple um sort of mindfulness activities i do with the Amazing. kids sometimes i use do a lot of work with visualization yeah because kids are great at using yeah. their imaginations aren't they <laughs> metaphor work, and yeah. stories um and reframing is absolutely essential with kids we reframe that that's you know if it's a school phobia or it's um compulsive obsessive because they're anxious to go to school we break mm -hmm. that down. and it's very I, I do everything so i said to you before small steps is those small steps um and work through work through their self-esteem work through their what they're good at um because as a teacher you know there's, there's kids that were absolutely brilliant at football probably would you know absolutely great regionally top top team and everything else but you'd never hear about it they would never get the self-esteem from that because we too it's too you know like you've said it's sitting down at the table it's very uh, auditory learning That's and right. our kids are, are doing all sorts of fantastic things but you don't know and if you're not academic then you're going to feel pretty useless in, a, in, a, in an auditory learning environment and so it's just built, it's building them back up to whatever it is that's caused that those limited beliefs yeah. Uh, and working very, very bespoke what they're interested in. And I find out what they're interested in and work from there as well. So I make that 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 therapy, that th therapy plan around their interests of Star Wars, which, which I know you love. Star <laughs> 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 Wars work and stories and reframing yeah. around that. <laughs> and um, and the same with my autistic kids as well. You know, it's very much about finding out what they want to do. Um, some love, um, you know, like painting and drawing, just like very creative. Mm. It's called Warhammer. I've got a Asperger's young person, and we, I do literally all my therapy around Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> little figure which you paint and we do like strategies how can we be better warriors and yeah it just making it really fun just really fun and they come out completely different and i talk a lot about pressing the restart button when when they've had a bad day and you know it's like lots well, on it's just like the weather it's just you press the restart button change you you're in a holiday you change the you change the clouds you, you can, it. it's so fun and so you know, and that's it's great as a therapist because no, you can just make it so individualized and very bespoke for them. You know, I love it. Warhammer hypnosis, um, <laughs> Star Wars meditation, <laughs> Spider Man work. work. <laughs> all that. Yeah, no, and that makes it great because you go around the house and you go, like, What can I get for this client that loves this? <laughs> 
I feel like I feel like um, your inner child is getting very nourished. Um, <laughs> I'm doing this work too. <laughs> yeah, any inner child on there like a shot. <laughs> so well, obviously you've had um, you've got a wealth of experience, but tell us a little bit about your journey because you are a, a monk. Um, and uh, you do, you have been teaching meditation for many, many oh, years. Um, and you've got so you've got this really interesting story as well. Like, uh, what yeah. what brought you to where you are? Um, <laughs> where you're doing spiritual yeah. um, careers advice and you know, really helping young people yeah. who've got yeah. um, you know neurodiverse oh, issues or, yeah. or learning challenges. What's brought you to to where? Oh you're... my word! Well, we have to start from day one. Well, uh, we'll go back to the teaching. <laughs> I love, I did love, love, love my job, I still do, but um, you know, I was very, this is before I had the hypnotherapy, before I had all the meditation and all the therapy that I've had myself, mm-hmm. and I just remember feeling like a list. I'd wake up in the morning and I would just feel this big list coming down, past my eyelids and down. And just Well, like a to-do list. <laughs> yeah, like a to-do list that was never able to, well, you know, and it would just put me into a stress response immediately. <laughs> so I'd wake up and I hadn't even opened my eyes and already I felt this wave of stress coming. And I thought, I can't live like this. This is absolutely bonkers. I did feel, and I've said to you earlier, I felt like I was a, a, a car living with the handbrake on the whole time. You know, my thought, uh, all these thoughts and just none of them made any sense and it just put me you know made me feel really stressed out so I thought no I've got to do something about this this is not living at all <laughs> so hence um I did the hypnotherapy first and absolutely helped myself to get myself into a really better place um mm-hmm. so that I wasn't so completely stressed out all the time mm-hmm. and then eventually I built I was encouraged to build up my own little practice um, meditation practice which was quite simple and then from there I wanted to go a bit deeper I wanted to find out who was I what was I doing and why am I on the planet <laughs> no purpose that's is what we were just saying is really important yeah. isn't it yeah I, I thought that I could be happy you know I'd do my 20 minutes of my little practice and then I thought and then I'd be like, oh, I feel miserable again. <laughs> and then I would just go to uh, Teesside Park or something and buy 10 handbags. And then like 10 minutes later, uh, I was really excited on the handbags. And then like 20 minutes later, I would go down again. <laughs> so I thought it was nothing on the outside really that was doing it for me. Sorry, Amanda. So, so um, basically, um, I needed to have a, a more deeper practice. So I joined um, mm. an organisation called The Bright Path, and I learnt, um, you know, some some techniques and very, you know, that really did. It was regular practice, three times a day, really got me to a deeper. But it's just about practice. Mm. The more you practice, the deeper you're going to get. And I wanted to find um, my source. Really, I wanted to know who I was and everything else. So I was, you know, I was guided in that way. And I wanted to become a teacher uh, of this type of meditation, the mantra-based meditation. And um, yeah, so I took vows, as monks do. And um, yeah, so I, I became a, a monk of, of, that, of that tradition. And um, yeah, so just basic, you know, about um, being truthful, just the basic, <laughs> basic vows, you know. But um, I, I wanted to also have my own business about and holiday happy and being and working and bringing in hypnotherapy as well because it's so so vital so and um, i stepped aside from that organization and moved into my own business which is tiki zen um and so all the everything that i've ever had in terms of experiencing it directly for myself i wanted to give back um because it needs to be shared that's why it was given in the first place <laughs> really does need to be shared and mm-hmm. and you know with gratitude and love you you just you're open to the universe you're open to miracles miracles happen to you miracles happen to me and i just live in complete as your middle name is i live in joy <laughs> <laughs> just like you <laughs> and it, and, it, and i just want everybody to be in joy and and it's possible you know it's your birthright you know 
So if I could do it, anyone could do it. I'm a right basket kid. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. Anyone, anyone can live in joy. It's your birthright. Because so many of us don't live in that place of joy, no. do we? Um, <laughs> And you know, we, we you know we've got so many people who are struggling with mental health challenges at the moment, and um, so many people who, for them, they're searching for joy and for happiness, but they're looking, you oh, know, yeah. for a big car to make them happy, and it does make you happy when you get new. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Not like a car. <laughs> it, it, it's lovely, isn't it? But it doesn't last. It's not a. It's oh. not a permanent. It's not a permanent fix. Um, you know, we're all we're all searching for that happiness, and a lot of us are, you know, shopping on shopping on Amazon a bit too much to try and make make, make us happy. I got three pairs of shoes the other day. I was delighted. I was, it, it, it totally fit me, and it felt happy and everything. I was on cloud nine. But those kinds of little hits of happiness that yeah. we get, they don't they don't last, and and a lot of people want to appear to be living this wonderful life where they've got the right clothes and they, yeah. they've got the right things going on in their lives and then um, yeah they're, they're they're not really they're not really experiencing the joy so what we're after is we're after a place you know a life and, and a lifestyle that will enable us to enable us to have real real joy real happiness um and, and and a consistent state i mean we're not meant to be happy all the time we're meant to have moments of sadness we're meant to grieve we're meant to feel distress at points in our lives but we're not it's not meant to harm us to the point where we can't function and we are meant to yeah it's your birthright i love that what you said it's i know birthright. i know I mean, to me it's, it's like it's joy course you're going to feel sometimes it's not going to be brilliant you know you let the stress move through your body mm. but it's about the return it's always about the return it's pressing the restart button it's using the tools to go back and just watch and observe you know watch those thoughts go through your system you know and it, we're looking for high emotional states on the outside and they're not there you no. know we're in here love peace and joy it's an it's it belongs inside in our hearts and that's where the happiness the true happiness comes so love peace and joy are actually all within us and that's what we need to i was going to ask you what are your top tips for experiencing <laughs> joy and what advice would you give to people who want to be holiday happy holiday every happy. day alive <laughs> is basically a regular practice of some description for you you know like so what time, would what would a practice look like what like, would, well, for me it would be you start off very small 10 minutes um you know being attentive being very you know i'm talking basics here um being attentive to what you're eating what you're seeing um doing some mind just some very uh, small mindfulness activities and then so it's maybe, about being present with being your activities yeah. and what you're doing, yeah. really tasting the food that you're eating, yeah. becoming really aware of how it got on your plate and maybe having a bit of gratitude yeah. for it. It's and about then, being aware of your, using your senses to connect your senses. with your environment. This is a new muscle, this is a new skill, so you only just do it quite short for short. And then mm. I would do a little exercise on counting your thoughts just for two minutes. Um, and just reflecting on if you can count your thoughts, are you your thoughts? So that's that's a huge activity, but it's very powerful. Ask yourself the question: Are you your thoughts? That's a really interesting one, because mm. there's that thing, isn't it? I think, therefore I am. <laughs> but actually, my my ability to think is a small process um, yeah. within my within my body. And I know for for, for me, my, I've got a very busy head, as you know. I I, I love I love thinking and challenging <laughs> myself and learning new things. But I'm also very aware that. If I used my left hand in the same way that I used my mind constantly, I'd have a very big, fat, swollen, sore left hand. It wouldn't be in a good, healthy state because we need to rest 
we need to relax we need to switch off as well would you say that um one of the benefits of having a daily practice is that it, it enables you just to take a little step back and maybe yeah it gives it, it gives you a balance back doesn't it because we are human beings not human doings i love that and yeah and we're not meant to be 24-hour robots we are meant to rest. We're terrible as a culture not for resting, you know? Yeah. And like, if you can sit down for 20 minutes and do one of my basic, which five-year-olds use, <laughs> basic meditation, whatever, if you could just sit down for 20 minutes, that would equal 20 minutes of your deepest rest, your deepest sleep. Can you imagine what, if you did that three times a day or, oh my or goodness. and you can do that with your eyes open so it's not just about being closed it's about using mm. it's not just for 20 minutes a day i feel like that it's using it you can use some of the word special word special techniques mantras whatever you want to call them um with your eyes open yeah i've been working with a lot of people with autoimmune disorders mm. over the last year and i've just been suggesting 15 minutes of self-hypnosis which is mm. um, a method of calming the mind yeah. and calming down the, the the nervous system um and just 15 minutes had people are reporting that they're sleeping better they're mm. less anxious they're not getting frustrated as much as they did they're not losing the plot and getting angry as much as they did they're managing more difficult situations in a more calm 15 minutes um, 20 minutes three times a day that would be transformational and actually totally achievable well I, I just saw from being that really stressed out person with a big list I didn't do it overnight I didn't do three times a day overnight you know I would look if I did 10 minutes but I just saw it growing and with it just regular doing it just 10 minutes and then eventually 20 I just saw my, my whole consciousness change you know, I went from not being bothered, you know, about, you know, like stress, you know, I just, it wasn't stress, just thought, oh, I just thought, so what, it is as it is, you know. I used some overriding stress strategies and um, I just was totally different, totally calmer, totally happy and started to notice more because usually the average person has like two to 4,000 thoughts going through the system. But I didn't grab those thoughts, I didn't go on a journey, I didn't, there wasn't um, anything on lack. I just, I just watched it. If there was those negative thoughts coming through, which they often do, I didn't grab them. Mm. And that was the difference. I had the tools to not grab them. Yeah, I, I thoroughly grabbed a thought myself the other <laughs> night, um, and not to give myself a bit of a pet talk. Mm. Um, David and I, that's David's my partner, and um, we had a friend uh, who recently lost her sister, um, and who's really grieving at the moment, and sharing with with us her her journey of grief. Um, and it, we're honoured that we can we can share in that experience with her, but it made us made me think about what would happen if perhaps I you know I died or if David died and we had this just quite a light-hearted conversation about it and how we would feel and what we would happen and that kind of thing but it was quite towards the end of the day that we were having this conversation so I went to bed thinking about it and it is usually the thing that you think about last thing at night that you're still, you're still in your mind first thing in the morning I woke up at three o'clock in the morning having had a nightmare about my partner dying no. In my head, I was playing it out and I was having an argument with a GP. I was telling them that it was their fault, that they hadn't spotted what was wrong with him. And he was a young man. And, and, and but it wasn't real because <laughs> he was lying next to me. <laughs> it wasn't really dead. But I was arguing with the GP in my head. And then I had a few, I planned a funeral. And I, and I really, sometimes you grab hold of a thought, don't you? And you go on a right big, massive journey. You know, I was creating, I was arguing, I was angry, I was upset, I was disturbed, I was planning. And then I, I got up and I went to the loo and I sat on the loo and I thought to myself, what are you doing? You're going on a right old journey with this thought tonight. <laughs> Pack it in, put it down, he's here, it, it's not happened. It's, it's okay to think about these things, yeah. but it's not a good time. <laughs> recognizing you're thinking or you're going on that that you because it starts off as a thought and then it just grows just as you've said and then you're off <laughs> yeah and you're off so you 
you say technique and then it puts you back into you know coming back again it's a return it's giving you a choice in in the end yeah yeah but i think how many times in the day do we have a little thought and it might just be a little negative thought or it might just be a little nonsense thought it might be something that's completely imagined like what happened to me um and that thought just kind of takes form and we go on a journey with that thought i think learning to recognize and listen and tune in and connect with our thoughts and see them as thoughts and not i'm not my thoughts um and the thoughts are fantastic don't they yeah they do the negative thought that you've grown um say it's on lack or it's an anxiety thought your your body will be saying oh my god it's fight and fight fight and fight you know the dinosaurs are coming and then you've got a, a negative response and um, a stress response so your heartbeat goes and, and this is what happens at night time when we go to sleep mm. um, we get um you get really anxious don't we and we can't sleep and then it's because we're filling our body with this, the stress response yeah we have we have that fight or flight response because we're imagining something that's could that could happen um and it's you know that's how our body works and it is great because our brains are wired they're set up to keep yeah. us safe to keep us well to keep us happy um, yeah. but when we let our thoughts take take control in that way it's not good so become an observer of your thoughts and um, become become aware that your thoughts are not you um and 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 begin a practice even if it's just a few minutes a day and in that practice would you get people would you recommend that people focused on their breath focused on what would you what would you feel is a a beneficial thing to where where would you begin i would begin because a lot of us we're very heady aren't we i was joking with some of my clients and say we'll almost feel like tadpoles we're (laughs) we're all (laughs) head We're all heads. We're only connected to our body sometimes because we're courageous to the table, to the desk, go to work, get go there and everywhere. Sometimes we don't, sadly, some of us don't even notice the seasons. We don't even see the moon in the sky. Um, we're just so cut off from our bodies. So a great place to start is, is doing some, you know, deep breathing, breath work. Um, and obviously I teach that and, and there's lots of people who mm. know that you can pick up on wraps and this that and the other so start with your body get that connection back to your body and then just start with some very simple mindfulness activities like we've just said um about you know watching a candle for a, a minute or or um eating something and really tasting the food giving it mm. really really 20 chews of some food and really taste something so just start playing with that and it is very much about playing in a sense mm-hmm. then just start gradually if you want to um a very simple visualization in which you can get anywhere on you know you know just just a basic visualization and then if you want to really develop that then have a teacher have a supervisor or a coach that will help you to develop a practice because you, you can't do it on your own initially when you first start you mm-hmm got all these thoughts going on and then there'll be some judgment that says this isn't working (laughs) and then you'll stop so you do need (laughs) a lot of support um and thank god i did because my god it's changed my life forever you know uh no way would i've been like this if i hadn't had a a coach and a a therapist yeah lifelong therapist and coach and teacher (laughs) including yourself (laughs) well i i i'm i'm a big fan of 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 getting some support and getting some guidance for for me i've had sponsors and i've had lovely just helpful people in my life that have really you know have been really supportive and helpful but i've i think for me um the challenge was investing money in in myself i always felt like oh i can't afford it oh you know i'll go spend 80 quid on a night out but i wouldn't spend 25 quid on a on a on a on a therapy session do you know you know my my mind was quite skewed about it i almost put myself at the back of the queue and when i realized that if i don't put myself first i'm not going to be functioning i'm going to be no good to no one um i think invest in yourself is 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 is, and see see the value 
in getting some getting some of that guidance so yeah bring your awareness to your body relax your body um, do some mindfulness use your senses and become aware of what's around you get get a practice um even if it's just beginning with some guided sessions there's some some great stuff on youtube um and that you can get some visualizations there's some good apps out there as well yeah have a good explore and there's some good books as well you know there's all sorts of great books and then you know when you're ready to to take the the dive of having a coach or a therapist to support you that's the way forward and that will really help you with that that long-term practice and that's the transition if you want to be happy, you want to you want to fall in love with yourself, which self-love in our culture is a bit rubbish. <laughs> you know, Dalai Lama came, what was it, I don't know, 20 years ago. He said, what on earth is going on in, in this country? There's nobody loving themselves at all. <laughs> and you have no boundaries when you don't love yourself. And there's no self-care whatsoever. You know, it's uh, very, very true, you know, to you want to be happy then you've got to go inward it's an inward journey and, and it's lots of stepping stones to that point <laughs> i love it and how do people get in touch with you and work with you oh my goodness well i've got a website um it is uh, it's cheekyzen.co.uk i've got facebook instagram and what else have i got <laughs> LinkedIn page as well if you're into LinkedIn uh, on there's all my contact details so uh, yeah I do a discovery call or a consultation call free so um, just you know let's find out together if you, if you can see what we can do for you um, yeah. and if you've got kids that are struggling as well can you yes. just get on that uh, yeah. consultation yeah. Find, yeah, have, that, have that chat with you and just see if it's something yeah. that might be useful for you yeah and on there there's testimonials so you'll see all the all the clients that I've had and some of those are young people so yeah and uh, wow I've had the most amazing time <laughs> if you want to take um, those amazing stepping stones to a calm mind if you've got kids um, who, who could do with a little bit of help um, some stepping stones for them to find a, a, a mind that is calm um, if you want to feel holiday happy all the time and experience joy you can work uh, with Anita um, you can contact her via our website I will put your links on all the posts and things I'm going to put out with the podcast um, but Anita Reeves from Cheeky Zen um, you'll find just google it you'll find her um, you'll probably see her in some kind of Hawaiian outfit yeah, you will do all the fruit on her head or something like that (laughs) (laughs) she will she will tonify your joy and she will guide you with some amazing techniques techniques not just for you but for the whole of your family um and to really really support you in in life yeah life's for living (laughs) and joy Anita, thank you so much for coming on today's show. It's just been amazing to have you on. And it just leaves me to wish you, wherever you're listening, around the world, I wish you an absolutely wonderful, magical week of well-being. Bye-bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you very much.